Welcome to the Holistic Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle. Each week I will be speaking with thought leaders and entrepreneurs that think outside the box. This is a space to empower, inspire and motivate you on your own journey. today's podcast I am joined with Philip Cargom. He is a psychologist, a writer and founder of one of the biggest Druid organizations, Order of the Fart. So welcome, thank you. Hello Daniel, thank you for inviting me. So you've got a really interesting story and I really love the fact that you have wanted to share your story with so many people and that has influenced their paths as well. And so can you just tell us a bit about the beginning and how it all started, why you was inspired to set up Order of the Box? Well, um, it was it was originally set up um, by my spiritual teacher who I met when I was very young. I was lucky enough to meet him actually when I was 11 and then when I was 16 he was a friend of my dad's and then when I was 16 I started training with him and um so that and he founded this group back in 1964 which was you know what 60 years ago um then in 1988 I was I was asked to lead the the the, the group and um I did so until a few years ago when I retired and handed the role on to my successor who's a lovely lady called Ema Burke. Um, and um, and I was in, in, in inspired to do it because just because I found it was a spiritual way that was so helpful and so relevant, even though it seems really ancient and out of date because it's sort of come, it's, you know, the source is way back, pre-Christian. But it's actually really relevant to today because we've come to such a strange place in the history of the world that we need to look um, to our roots and to uh, and for a kind of spirituality that speaks to us in a time of sort of ecological crisis, really. Mm. I think you're so right about it being really needed at this time. And I think more people are being becoming aware, especially during the pandemic, of what their real needs are and their needs to connect with spirit, connect with nature. Mm. And how that is linked as well within itself. Mm. Um, and I think this really helps people to do that. And it needs it, it's like I think what happens is you you see the world under threat and the world going so strange and odd, but you and and you know that you need to get back to nature and get closer to nature and and it, and it brings with it all sorts of health benefits. And now, of course, lots of research about the psychological benefits as well for our mental health. But it's hard to know, to put that in a sort of framework. You know, you can go for walks and you can sort of lie on the grass and try to sort of connect and all that's it. But, but how do you put that in a wider framework of, 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 you know, what you believe in and how you conduct your life? And that's where a sort of spiritual path comes in. It, it gives you some structure to that. Mm. it's what I really love about this is because when a lot of people think of spirituality they think of the seventh chakra and it being kind of all la-di-da whereas druidry really makes it more grounding yes. and rooted and more brings into reality I think 
and people can therefore like can connect with it yeah yeah absolutely it it it, it's uh so many people find when they sort of find themselves becoming interested in druidry they they feel like they've come home in some way it feels very much like home to them Mm. yeah I actually found it um I was living in Portugal at the time Mm. and I kind of um found found it on a visit back to England and in Glastonbury I actually found myself joined at the first gathering um in Glastonbury up at the Thor oh lovely yeah and and then I was like I'm going to move back to England and it made me move back to England oh wow yeah yeah so yeah that's kind of took me on a journey as well of finding my own roots and oh great yeah yeah Yeah. that's lovely that's lovely Yeah. yeah but I think when we connect with nature how do you think because obviously this is a very broad topic but how do you think when we connect to nature we can connect to spirit where do you think that link lies well at the sort of heart of 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 spiritual teachings and sort of mysticism in general there's this belief and for some people actual experience that everything is one and that the source of all life and all being is one. And of course, you know, if you're a Christian, you would call that God or, or you know, an Allah or whatever, you know, if you're Muslim and so on. So, so, but, but the idea that there's a source of all being that then differentiates into human beings and animals and plants and, and all the rest of it, the creation, as it were, is, is at the heart of it. And it's something about, um my uh my uh journey is intimately tied up with everybody else's journey it's not mm-hmm. i think one of the reasons why druidry and nature spirituality appeals to people is it's not a solitary path where you're looking out for yourself you're trying to find salvation or even trying to gain enlightenment just for yourself mm-hmm. there's some recognition that what's out there is just as important as what's in here and that's actually quite revolutionary because a lot of spiritual paths place the stress on on the inside but but druidry places the stress on the outside as well and the relationship between the two mm-hmm. that we're all one and that we need to sort of not separate ourselves but come back into connection yeah yeah it's everything is like woven and interlinked together yeah. and and I do feel like the more we connect with nature, you can feel it spiritually as well. And it ha- obviously has the health benefits, which you probably know about being a psychologist. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So what health benefits do you think it has connecting with nature? Well, well if you look at, at the heart of Druidry, there's, there's this idea of celebrating the seasonal festivals. There are eight festivals, about one every six weeks. And... Um, they're a way of just stopping and sort of tuning in to this moment of time on the land and how the land is responding and the weather's responding. And there's a whole, because our ancestors have been uh, doing this for thousands of years and have been very sensitive, more sensitive than we are today, you know, to the turning of the seasons and so on, um, then, then um, 
we 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 connect with life in a more profound way we get back in in touch with the cycles of life mm -hmm. so um so in a spiritual way i think it's really powerful in a sort of mental health way i mean a number of people have written about it i've just received a book today actually um by a lovely lady that that i met in exeter called jennifer lane who's written a book called the wheel a witch's park path back to the ancient self and it's it's the same thing because in Wicca or witchcraft they use the same idea of eight festivals. So it's the same as in Druidry. And she, at a very difficult period of her life, started to follow the eightfold path that, that Druids follow. And that brought her back together again. And so she wrote about it in a very personal way. And a couple of other people have written books recently about this too. Um, so, so I think that's one of the key ways that Druidry can help with mm -hmm. mental health. Because one of the big features of mental ill health is a feeling of separation that's what that's why covid uh triggered a lot of mental health issues for people because suddenly you were separated you were away from it and as, as soon as you feel separated from anything you start you know like if you have a partner and then you have a row or something happens and you feel like oh we're not on the same page i i feel separate from him and i don't mm -hmm. feel one with him or her anymore it's it's incredibly uncomfortable feeling it's miserable actually um same thing with your parents or your family if you if you if you if something cuts the connection it's painful and um so part of the sort of way back to wholeness is about reconnecting and sometimes you can't reconnect to a party partner friend you have to split up or you can't you know reconnect to your family because there's just too much has happened or it's been traumatic or whatever so so it's not necessarily about making those sort of physical reconnections but it's about the general path of reconnecting and nature reconnecting with nature is, is such a healing process as, as a result and i think as well because nature's always been there it's reliable mm. so it's like something mm. that's never going to go away unless we mm. destroy it but yeah it's you know it's that kind of it makes us feel almost like homely because mm. it's like sitting under a tree. You know, Druids Druids love trees. And in fact, the word Druid uh, means sort of forest sage, uh, someone with a sort of wisdom of the forest. And so trees are incredibly important to Druids. And there's, there's sort of, you know, nothing like, you know, when you sit under a lovely tree on a sort of summer's afternoon, there's such a feeling of, of coming home. And so in the little meditations i do you know i do a, a thing called tea with a druid on monday nights on youtube you know and just chat for 10 minutes and then do a little meditation and 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 i almost always do a meditation of just sitting under a tree coming into a say in a clearing and sitting by a tree and just feeling the roots beneath you and the branches above you and it's it's so sort of calming and centering yeah and i think as well when you feel um safe and secure your nervous system becomes more regulated totally totally uh, yeah, yeah which i think probably helps as well because i think in today's culture we are fed so much information that no one knows the answers to so it's like having which is making our nervous system very it's like disrupting our nervous system sure Absolutely. Um, so it's like finding things like this really helps people um yeah regulate their nervous system feel calmer and yeah mm, absolutely yeah can you just um 
probably should have mentioned this at the beginning, but can you just explain to people that have never heard of Hope Arts and Truths before what, it, what that means? Oh, okay, OBARD is the, the acronym for the Order of Bards, Ovates and Druids. And the, the dru Druid spirituality or teachings are sort of divided into three schools, really. So there's the Bardic school, and the Bard is the creative person. And it, it, it speaks to the, the, the part of you that wants to be creative, um, who wants to sing and to tell stories and just will be creative in cooking and living and you know um and 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 so when you start to study druidry you start you start to work in ways that hopefully unleash your creativity so you can become creative in the world and uh and there's a lovely concept within that of arwen which is divine inspiration that you can and the point of the meditations and the druid work is to sort of attract this flow of divine inspiration so that you can be even more creative. So then, and then there's the ovates of the healers and the people who work with divination and oracles. And uh, you might have seen the druid animal oracle and the druid plant oracle, which you know, which which works with those uh, ideas. And that's because so many, you know, that's the, the school in druidism that teaches us about the sort of the mysteries that lie beyond the everyday you know, and 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 how to sort of access those currents, which is where Oracle, the idea of oracles, that you can maybe peer, you can get intimations from the future and so on. Um, and then the third school is the sort of Druid school proper, as it were, where you, you learn, you know, ceremonies and how to conduct weddings and funerals and baby namings and blessings and, you know, run groups and... Um, yeah, take some kind of role of responsibility in the world. Mm. That, that's roughly how it works. So that's what OBOD stands for. Yeah, I really love that. I think each aspect is like super important. Would you say the druids were like teachers? Well, yeah. The way the way I I, I look at it, if you if you think of the the the, the words singer, shaman, sage, so and it's like inside each of us, there's there's a singer, there's one somebody who wants to sing their song. And that may be literal. It may be literally sing it, or it may be metaphorical. It may mean write your book or create your company or mm. uh, you know do your thing in the world. It's it's that the, the creative stuff, the singer, and then um, shaman. The shaman is the person who wants to go beneath the surface and to heal and to connect with other sources of power and energy in the world. And then the so that's the ovate, and then the druid is the sage, the kind of wise person. So I think in each of us, there's a bard, ovate and a druid. There's a there's a singer, somebody wants to release that creative self. Mm -hmm. There's there's also the ovate, the person who wants to, you know, gaze into the mysteries and, you know, really get to know the sort of subtle energies that exist and so on. But there's also the person who just wants to be wise. You know, we'd all like to be wise, wouldn't we? You know, so when a, when a friend comes round with a trouble and sits at the kitchen table and says, you know, they're distressed or upset or unwell or whatever it is, you know, we we all I think it's natural to want to be wise and to give helpful mm -hmm. advice and mm -hmm. and uh, you know, so they're they're all inside us really, you know. 
So the course, the course that OBOD runs, the course that we do is really about how can we trigger these three inner uh, aspects of ourselves? How can we optimize them within ourselves as individuals? Yeah. Yeah. And how did they, just, to, I know this is a long, long history behind this, but where, how long ago would you say Druids began? Well, well, you're talking about you have to go way back to before the Christian era, uh, you know, uh, in so and it was the classical writers, the Greeks and the Romans who wrote about them. And they wrote about them as sages and philosophers and uh, peacekeepers as well. They talk about how the Druids used to walk between warring tribes. There'd be groups of tribes ready to kill each other and the druids would walk between them saying calm down guys relax let's talk about this you know uh so they were peacekeepers and so that's thousands of years ago so that's sort of three four five thousand years ago and then and then gradually uh you know christianity came and by the sixth centuries they had they were either repressed or absorbed some of them became Christians and Christian priests and so on. It got absorbed into Christianity. Uh, sometimes it was repressed. And then about 300 years ago, some scholars uh, in Britain and France and Germany became interested in, in their past. They said, oh, this is interesting, this phenomenon. Started to research it and then started to form groups back then. And, and so there's about 300 years of recorded history. And that's what Obod grows out of, is those 300 years of history inspired by prehistory. Yeah. It's so fascinating, I think, because to me, if something has lasted this long throughout history, there must, there's a reason for that, you know? It's, there's, it's um, yeah, it's quite potent. It is almost magical. Yeah, absolutely. So what are you working on at this present time? Well, um, because because I'm because I trained as a psychologist and a psychotherapist, my interest in spirituality is kind of married to my interest in psychology. They're all related because they they interact, overlap. And I'm particularly interested in, in the mo at the moment in insomnia in sleep difficulties because it's the one area in psychology, a lot of the problem, mental health problems in psychology are really quite hard to deal with. If you think of depression, PTSD, uh, schizophrenia, and so on, you know, the big problems, they're, 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 they're really quite difficult to help with. And the medications that have been developed aren't particularly effective and so on and so on and so on. So, and there are lots of disputes around how to deal with them and different methods and so on. Insomnia is something that affects over a third of the adult population. And it's very common. And it's one of those things that you can actually help with. It, it's There aren't masses of conflicting theories about how it's caused and how to treat it. Uh, there's, there's, there's the mainstream medical approach, uh, which, is, which I've trained in and in CBT psychological approach, I should say, which I've trained in. And then there's um, and then there's a spiritual alternative approach. And and I, I've put the two together to make what's called an integrative approach. You know, they talk about integrative medicine is when you take 
alternative therapies like you know aromatherapy and reiki and all that but you also take conventional sort of western medical approaches when you kind of put them together you know they, they, they don't have to be sort of separate factions that never meet you can bring them together insomnia is a lovely example of how you can bring them together so so i've, I've been working on a book that's um being published next year which just says that it says let's take the evidence-based scientific approaches to helping you with insomnia but let's take the ones that don't have the evidence base because the research hasn't been done because it's very expensive mm. like yoga nidra hypnotherapy and so on let's take this and let's see what happens if we put them together and um so so i so i developed an online sort of course in that for people who are struggling with sleep uh mm -hmm. which has been going for a couple of years it's called the sleep clinic and you can get to it sort of via my website um and then and now i've written a book about it you know when i'm just finishing it up this month actually i'm just putting the finishing touches to it and then it comes out next year oh, i really love that bringing the two elements together because i work um with like um, new entrepreneurs and i you i'm also a yoga teacher so i mm. use like my yoga teaching with my business and bring both together and i kind of see it as like the feminine and the masculine coming mm. together because like what we've learned today i'd say is very much like a masculine kind of um way of thinking and i'd say like maybe spirituality is a bit more feminine and it's mm. and yeah it's bringing those two aspects together yeah 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 that's i mean for instance if you look at that that's a nice idea actually because if you look at um the, the psychological way of treating insomnia it's called it's cbt cognitive behavioral therapy and it's very masculine if you like it, you know it, it's it's quite tough a lot of people find it tough because mm -hmm. it involves you you know for instance one of the key ideas is um if you're not asleep within 15 minutes get out of bed you've <laughs> which is brutal for lots of people. You know, the idea is you, you've got to create a really strong bond between your being in bed and asleep. So your brain is going, ah, oh, bed, sleep, bed, sleep, bed, sleep. And if you read books or you toss and turn or you watch the telly in bed, your brain doesn't have that strong association. That's the, that's the logic behind it. But, you know, a lot of people, people find, that, find that tough. And... I've turned that around and I said, and I've said, you know, every one of us has a room in our house that's dedicated to changing consciousness. Mm. And you can imagine showing somebody into your place and you say, do you know, I've got a room uh, dedicated. It's just for changing consciousness. And, and your friend would look at you as if you're a bit strange. And they'd say, well, what, what's in the room? And he'd open the door and there'd be a bed. He'd say, it's my bedroom because that's where I change consciousness and go to sleep. Oh, OK, I get it. And but that that's enormous. I mean, it's huge. If you think of it, it's really extraordinary that we've all got rooms for changing consciousness. Yeah. So, you know, so if that's the case, that's your sanctuary. That's the place where you can go and retreat. Mm -hmm. And every night you're given retreat time. Mm -hmm. So you can meditate in it. You can listen to music. You can if you're not asleep, you can, you, you know, you can you can you can do that you can you can listen to meditations you can do yoga you can you can um you know make beautiful playlists of all that music that you haven't got time to listen to during the day and so on um you can treat it as your spiritual practice time mm -hmm. 
so 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 I've taken what I think are the most helpful ideas in CBT and, and evidence-based prayer. And then I've said, well, let's not do the very masculine, uh, tough kind yeah. of uh, stuff. Let, let's take this more intuitive feminine approach, which is around, you know, med- mm. you know, maybe, I mean, masculine and feminine, maybe sort of yin and yang is to take away from gender because, because gender get, yeah. it gets tricky because then men yeah. who are sens- sensitive and intuitive say, oi, does that mean, you know, what, what about me? And then women yeah. who, who are kind of linear yeah. and like to be organized. So, you know, kind of yin and yang, soft and hard, you know, yeah. Yeah. linear and non-linear you know you can bring them together you know yeah. and you're right with on- entrepreneurism you know when you start a business you have to be pretty tough and and linear you have to you know make priorities and work out what you need and then you know and then go for one at a time and so on um but the idea of my understanding of kind of holistic entrepreneurism is you take that and into that you bring a kind of spiritual awareness and a kind of gentleness and intuitive ability yeah. that is, is, is the sort of soft skills in it yeah you know. exactly you've hit the nail on the head there <laughs> yeah. but I think that's amazing how kind of that approach can be used in so many different aspects of life like I'm using it in business you can use it in psychology mm. and 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 maybe that is kind of the answer like bringing those two elements like the yin and the yang together and Mm, absolutely balance i guess Um, yeah yeah. absolutely yeah and i think you're right you're right yeah Yeah. oh well thank you so much for joining me if people want to listen to you your monday chats Mm. how do they find you um you could probably try typing t with a with with a druid or t with druids into uh into a search engine or into youtube uh or they can find find it just through my name you know which is philip with one l and then c-a-r-r hyphen a little dash g-o-m for mother and and that'll get you there as well and that'll get you to my website that that's the advantage of having a weird name is that there's only one of you you know so 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 you won't end up on somebody else's website uh <laughs> Oh, thank you so much for speaking to me today. I really appreciate it. Uh, and, yeah, pleasure. Well, I'm thank sure you. you have like a wealth of wisdom that you can share with people if they want to connect with you. Thank you, Danielle. <laughs> okay. Thank you.